For centuries prior to the creation of the Delhi Sultanate, the Indian subcontinent had been dominated by four dynasties. The mighty Cholas in the south, the Palas in the east in lush Bengal, the Rashtrakutas in the arid Deccan plateau of central India, and the Pratiharas in the fertile plains of the upper Ganges and the scrubby forests that stretched westwards as far as the Indus. Meanwhile, to the west of India, Islamic dynasties rose and fell. In the early days of Islam, the Muslim world had a single empire ruled first from Damascus by Arabs and later from Baghdad by Persians. But the rift between the Muslim sects, the Sunnis and the Shiites weakened Muslim unity by the 9th century. In Persia, provincial families, some Sunni and some Shiites took over the reins of authority. They came to depend on Turkish warrior slaves. These slaves were purchased as children from nomad families roaming the steppes of central India. They were trained in Islam and the military arts and could be depended upon to be loyal to their masters. Those Turks who proved worthy rose to great heights and sometimes intermarried with their overlords. It was through these people that Persian culture, Turkish warfare and the Arabic holy books spread into the heart of India in the 12th century. Prithviraj Chauhan was ruling over Delhi when Mahmud Ghori led his invasions into India. A confederacy of Rajputs under Prithviraj repulsed him. But in 1192 AD, Prithviraj was defeated and killed by Ghori. After this, Muhammad Ghori retired to his native land, leaving Qutubuddin Aibak his slave as his viceroy in India. In 1193, Qutubuddin Aibak captured Delhi, which was still in the hands of the Chauhans. Later, after the death of Ghori in 1208, he enthroned himself at Lahore as the first Sultan of Delhi. The period from 1206 AD to 1526 AD is called the Delhi Sultanate in Indian history because the Muslim rulers during this period got the title of the Sultan and Delhi was the seat of their capital. During this period, five dynasties ruled over Delhi, Qutubuddin Aibak being the founder of Delhi Sultanate. Five different dynasties ruled over northern India during 1206 AD to 1526 AD. The slave dynasty from 1206 to 1290 AD. The Khilji dynasty from 1290 AD to 1320 AD. The Tughlaq dynasty from 1320 AD to 1413 AD. The Sayyid dynasty from 1414 AD to 1451 AD and the Lodi dynasty from 1451 AD to 1526 AD. The Slave Dynasty The Slave Dynasty is more appropriately called the Mamluk Sultans of Delhi. Of the nine rulers, only three, Ebak, Iltutmish and Balban began their political career as bonded slaves. Even when they were freed by their masters, all others were free men. The important sultans of the slave dynasty were Qutubuddin Aibak, Iltutmish, Razia and Balban. Qutubuddin Aibak After the death of Mahmud Ghori, his viceroy, Qutubuddin Aibak became the ruler of Delhi in 1206 AD. 
in spite of a long opposition by the Rajputs. Qutbuddin is regarded as the founder of Turkish rule in India. Born of Turkish parents in Turkestan, the young Ebak had been sold to the Qazi of Nishapur, who educated him and trained him in military skills. After the Qazi's death, Ebak was sold to Mahmud Ghori. Ebak's courage, military skills and loyalty to his master earned him the position of commander in Ghori's army. He was placed in charge of his Indian conquests after the Second Battle of Tarain in 1192 AD. He was also appointed master of the stables and made viceroy of India. He further strengthened his position by entering into matrimonial alliances with his powerful rivals, the governors of Punjab, Sindh, Bihar, etc. He got his daughter married to Iltutmish and his sister to Nasiruddin Kubacha. He himself married the daughter of Tajuddin Yaldoj. Ebak was also a very good administrator. He was just, kind, generous and a tolerant ruler. He was called Lak Bakshar, giver of lakhs, on account of his generosity. Himself a pious Muslim, he treated Hindus kindly. He encouraged learning and many scholars lived in his court. Abak was a great builder. He started the construction of Qutub Minar at Delhi, which was completed by his son-in-law, Iltutmish. Abak died at Lahore in 1210 AD, where he fell from a horse while playing a game, Chamgam, somewhat like Polo. Iltutmish the sudden death of Abak left a void which the nobles filled by placing his son Aram Shah on the throne of Delhi. Aram Shah was a weak and incompetent ruler. He was therefore overthrown and Abak's son-in-law Iltutmish was invited to occupy the throne in 1211 AD. Iltutmish has been called the saviour and the real founder of the Delhi Sultanate. His status was recognized in 1228 when he was confirmed as Sultan by the Khalifa of Baghdad. This enhanced his privilege in the Muslim world and enabled him to consolidate his authority in India. The Qutbi Amirs rebelled against him. The rival slave chiefs Tajuddin Yaldoj, the ruler of Ghajni, and Nasruddin Kubacha, the governor of Sindh, challenged him. The Khaljis of Bengal asserted their independence. The Hindu princes wanted to regain their lost dominions. Iltutmish proved a strong and worthy ruler. He subjugated his rifles, the Qutbi Amirs, Yaldoj, Kubacha and the Khaljis of Bengal. After getting rid of his rivals and strengthening his position, Iltutmish turned his attention towards Hindu princes. He conquered Malwa, Mandu, Ujjain, Gwalior, Ranthambore and brought the whole of North India under his rule. Achievements of Iltutmish Iltutmish was one of the greatest Muslim rulers of India. He saved and strengthened the Muslim empire. He founded the so-called slave dynasty in India. Iltutmish was a great builder. He completed the Qutb Minar at Delhi. He built a mosque at Badayu. He also built a tomb in red sandstone at Delhi. He adopted the silver tanka as his standard coin weighing 17 grains, ancestor of the rupee and the copper fitl. He was the first to mint gold and silver coins 
on which words were engraved in arabic only he organized the revenue and the finance department the reign of iltutmish saw the decline of lahore and the rise of delhi all artists and artisans flocked to delhi and it became the second baghdad threat from mongols india was threatened by the mongol invasion during the reign of iltutmish Genghis Khan the fierce leader of the Mongols followed Jalaluddin who had fled towards India in search of shelter in India Iltutmish refused politely to give him any protection in India so Jalaluddin fled back to Persia and the Mongols also retired thus India was saved from a great calamity and the horrors of Mongol invasion in 1221 AD Razia Sultan Razia was brave, wise, intelligent and possessed all the royal qualities. Razia dressed like a man and sat in the open darbar to transact business. She was a talented woman and regarded the welfare of her subjects as an essential duty. Iltutmish was succeeded by his weak and incompetent eldest surviving son, Ruknuddin Feroz Shah, who died within 6 months of ascending the throne. Then Razia the daughter of Iltutmish who had been nominated by her father as his successor ascended the throne as Sultan Razia Uddin although the nobles did not like to be ruled by a woman they had to accept Razia as their ruler some even revolted against her but she was able to restore peace by her courage and diplomacy However, she offended the nobles, the Turkish Mamluks known as the 40, by showering undue favors on an Abyssinian slave called Yakut and appointing him as the master of the stables. Her prime minister, Muhammad Zunaidi, also organized a revolt against her, but she crushed it. Altunia, the governor of Bhatinda, was the first to rise in revolt in order to strengthen her position. Razia married Altunia. People disapproved of this and both Razia and her husband were put to death in 1240 AD. Razia's successors. After Razia's death, Iltutmish's third son, Muizuddin Behram Shah, came to the throne for a period of 2 years. His rule was followed by a 4-year tenure by Alauddin Masud Shah, the son of Ruknuddin. They were mere puppets and their reigns were full of murders and intrigues. Masud Shah was deposed and Nasiruddin Mahmud, the youngest son of Iltutmish, came to the throne through a conspiracy hatched against Masud Shah. Nasiruddin Mahmud In 1246, Nasiruddin, the youngest son of Iltutmish, was appointed as ruler. However, he remained sultan in name only as all the power of the state was seized by the Turkish nobles and their leader Balban. Nasiruddin was a simple, kind-hearted and a religious man. He was politically inactive and passed the 20 years of his reign transcribing the Quran. Balban was the most prominent figure of the reign. a slave of iltutmish he gradually became powerful and a member of the 40 he consolidated the sultan's authority and ruled with iron control for 20 years as nasiruddin's prime minister with a view to check mongol invasions balban 
built new forts and repaired the old ones thus he successfully saved the sultanate from any internal and external dangers ghayasuddin balban balban seized power after the death of nasiruddin he realized that the intrigues of the turkish nobles were the main cause of the weakness of the royal authority and disorders prevailing in the kingdom he weakened the power of the nobles by drawing a line of distinction between the sultan and the noble he also employed spies and news writers to collect information about the views and activities of the nobles fierce punishment was given to those who did not perform their duties the recurring invasions by the mongols was balban's constant worry he devoted all his might and men to safeguard his dominions against them he reformed the army to increase the efficiency by increasing its size and appointing loyal officers he put up a strong resistance to mongol invasion conquest of bengal tughril khan who was appointed governor of bengal revolted and assumed the title of sultan and issued coins balban personally marched against him killed him and captured bengal he returned to delhi leaving the government of bengal to his son bugra khan achievements of balban balban was a very able and dignified ruler he tried to consolidate the empire instead of just extending its boundaries he had a well equipped army to protect his kingdom from internal rebellions and external invasion He patronized many Muslim scholars and gave shelter to many refugees from Central Asia. He enhanced the position of the sultan by degrading the nobility class. Balban died of illness in 1287 AD and was succeeded by his grandson Kekubad, a pleasure-seeking monarch. He soon lost his throne and eventually died of paralysis. The line of slave sultans came to an end along with the power of pure Turks. The throne then passed into the hands of the Khiljis. If you want to know anything about Indian history, please leave it in the comment box so that I can come back with it. If you have liked the video, please like, share and subscribe. Thank you.